Is this the worst movie you guys have watched oh, yet? No, far from oh, it. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know. It might be. Uh, we'll talk about that. All right. New, I don't new, know. New question for lightning <laughs> bonus round. Uh-oh, Tanya. I don't know, man. I, it's just like weird experiments within the genre that I've never before seen or expect to ever see again. All right. We'll come back to that. It's a lot. Um, Sarah Wendell, we made you watch Christian Mingle. A 100-minute episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but about dating uh, <laughs> on the world's third most mocked dating website. <laughs> wow. Wait, is that other one like Farmers Looking for yeah, I was going to say Farmers Only and farmers Ashley only. Madison, probably. Right, so maybe it's not Farmers Looking for Nibbles, but... <laughs> Listen, I wasn't farmers brought in as a copywriter on that naming project, yeah. so I can't be helpful. You got a locally grown snack? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we start and end every show... With at least a compliment. Uh, Sarah, what's your major compliment uh, for Christian Mingle? I, I think that there was someone whose job it was to match the hats and the scarves. Ooh. That, uh, that is it Lacey Chabert? I, whoever she was. Okay, first of all, she wore enough hats that I was pretty sure she was secretly Orthodox Jewish. Mm. But, and I was really <laughs> hoping that, that was tell? the thing. I was nope. really hoping for that to be the plot twist, but no. <laughs> Someone's yeah. job was to match the hats and the scarves, and they did a really good job. It might have been like someone's sister or something. It might not have been a real employee. It's it just like, like some a... like eager teenager who also owns a steamer. I was like, yeah. I can totally <laughs> do the costume design for this if you guys need someone. Yeah, just hold Spe- still. <laughs> Speaking of the hats, she wore so many hats. This is such a good point, Sarah. She rides her bike to work with a helmet on and then takes off the helmet and then puts on a hat, usually some sort of slouchy beanie, maybe with buttons, yeah. maybe with flowers, maybe just a yeah. knit pattern. But she is, she is behatted. And in in my experience, when I've had to go somewhere um, that is orthodox and observant, I have to cover my hair because I'm Mm -hmm. married. I have to cover my collarbone, my elbows, and my knees. Preferably all with the same garment, not independent. (laughs) Not just like a piece of tape over the collarbone. (laughs) No, it doesn't fly. I got it. It has to be a garment. And so I'm watching her costumes and I'm like, the secret is she's orthodox, isn't it? Please let that be the secret. I'm so here for that. Nope. (laughs) Nope, it wasn't. Speaking, well... Uh, my, my favorite bit of costume design, which isn't entirely a compliment, is just that in Mexico, everybody's wearing a brightly colored poncho and, ca- and dragging a burrow around. Well, yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> Listen, it, how well, else would you know you're in Mexico? But for the serapes. Every, like every, every other child. If you have a group of 10 children, there will be five who look like, like they just dressed from the sale page at Kmart, uh-huh. and then five wearing... No joke, serapes. Yep. The clothing of their people, according to this Hollywood soundstage. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Actually, I'll, I'll talk more about the Mexico set later. But I, I want to do a compliment because there's one super great thing in this, uh, above all else, and that is steak and cake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hands down. Steak after and cake church, is the best part. After church, they go to steak and cake. Yeah. So, so a uh, girl who's pretending to be religious to win over a boy. Um, goes to church with his family. They're like, hey, do you want to come to Steak and Cake with us, which is where we go after church? Steak and Cake is a restaurant that serves just steak and cake, uh, but not like like this is steak and potatoes and parsley, just a, a hotel pan full of steaks and two complete <laughs> cakes sitting on the table. No side dishes. And no more soup cakes salad? in the distance. Yeah. Yes, cakes like everywhere. Cakes, the, like, wall is covered, the wall is covered in photos of cake. Yeah. 
there are, there are nine people and they have two full size three tier cakes on the table. Yes. Sure. And now, they're just constantly just trying to cut through some steak until dad says, I think it's time for cake. Give me yeah. some choco latte. Oh, pass, pass the pass the cake. Oh, no, pass the steak. <laughs> now, Tanya had a revelation that mm. um, her, I guess your sister... Okay, so I watched this movie a, a little bit ago. Yeah. That's right. I've seen it twice now, guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I uh, I told my sister who lives in L.A. about my like weird romantic comedy breakdown where I started watching this movie. And so then she started watching this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you, yeah, if you dig back through my, my Twitter timeline, you will, you will see evidence of this. <laughs> uh, and uh, she did some research about where steak and cake actually is in relation to L.A. Because this movie is supposed to be happening in L.A. Oh, B2B. I was wondering. I mean, yeah. it, it is obviously in like part of L.A. Well, I mean, it's like desolate places where you could just like ride a bike through a crowd of people, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, however you feel. But how many hours drive is steak and cake from L.A.? Oh, it's like a, uh, a three hour drive. Without traffic. <laughs> Without traffic. It's three hours east southeast of Los Angeles. It's in the desert. Yeah. I mean, it's not a real restaurant. It's a is real it? restaurant, though. Wait a second. It's a real restaurant. Is yeah. also I, the, am... I guess that's the bigger reveal because you didn't know it was real. <laughs> I am oh, so happy. Oh, wait, <laughs> is, this, is, is this steaks and cakes or is this south side steaks and cakes? Turns out there's some steaks and cakes. There are. Yeah, it turns out this is not like they're, they're, they're copycats. Oh, man. Except the original only. So I don't think, I mean, that was clearly just a set and not a real restaurant, right? Right. Yeah. They, they there may the be a place from, like sells... Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Well, they they sat at the table like the family from Twilight. Like they when did. all of the when all the vampires from Twilight come in and they only sit on one side of the table. Yeah, yeah. So weird. right. Yeah, and this restaurant they only sat on one side of the table. Yeah, like, they're all oh, crowded like around. Supper. I'm like, there's the a whole exactly. sides <laughs> open. <laughs> it was the Last Supper. It was <laughs> before Mexico. Uh, anyway, I just lo- I could not get enough of steak and cake. I watched the steak and cake scene twice because I wanted Megan to see it, so we went back and watched it. Oh, this movie was. No, here's what I want to. I guess I'm kind of curious though. Is since it's just a tray of all steaks uh, and then it, just two cakes there, did they order? We would like 42 steaks and two cakes, one chocolate, one carrot, or is it just like you walk in and they just face fuck you with steaks? <laughs> I hope like, it's the latter, but you know, you for the Lord, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, chastely make out with the steaks. They yes. just it just is it just always you get a tray of steaks or do you like did each one of them order? I would like I, one steak in a pile, please. I feel like it's one of those things where like how many people are in your party? This is the proportionate amount of steak yeah. and cake that your party will receive. And you maybe you order like I don't know like the San Diego special, and then it's like a certain <laughs> kind of cake to go with your steak. With what, like a sea lion lying on yeah. top of it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a, a yeah. fondant sea lion. <laughs> Astride <laughs> your cake. <laughs> Is it dressed up in cosplay? <laughs> Obviously. Of course. of course. It's definitely wearing tiny goggles. I'll give you that much. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, Chris, did you did you technically compliment with your clothing thing or were you saying, was that just a, a joke? No, that was, that was just a yes anding, frankly. Cool, great. So, uh, so why don't you give me a real compliment now? My compliment is for... Uh, the the one and only Stephen Tobolowski. Oh, of who, course. Who is the boss of <laughs> Maritime has no Advertising. no business being in this movie. He has, he has every business being in this movie. Well, he's a working actor. He has every business getting That's paid. That's true. But at the same time, he is cut above acting everybody. Yes, he he's acting so much harder than everybody else. But he's also just goofy. He's like this goofy, like, sea captain boss of yep. this, like, improbable ad agency. Yep. And, like, all the time, he's just hamming it up. And it, it he made it so fun whenever he was on the screen. He was a it. goddamn delight. Uh, ah, yeah. Tobles. 
Tobo. Can't get enough of him. Yeah. He, he he's a uh, he just thinks he's on a boat. Um, is his at character. all times? <laughs> at all times. <laughs> so he's he always wearing hat. like a sport coat and a captain's hat, and they, he, makes he makes people his say subordinates. Things? He makes yeah. his subordinates call him admiral and salute him. Yeah. They have to stand up when he comes in the room. Yeah. 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 And if I was kind of hoping he, he was God. Oh wow, that'd be great. Oh, that's a, like okay, I watched wait, wait. the opening credits and I thought, okay, all right, Tom O'Hurley is going to be God. No, no, Morgan Fairchild's going to be God. And then he walks in the Admiral suit. I'm like, oh, well, he's clearly God. None of these so people were your, God. In your I was, vision of this movie, he is God descended to man to run an ad agency, and she is secretly too Jewish. And is there anything else that you were expecting that didn't happen? How much else did you see into this? Did you think maybe she was a robot or something? No, but I was pretty sure that her sassy black co-worker secretary, what was her job? Don't call her Oprah. Black best friend. (laughs) Black best friend. Sassy black best friend. She was, I couldn't figure out if she was a secretary or if she was the co-worker, but she was, she was the sassy black fill in the job description. Doesn't even work there. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes prevailed upon to make coffee. Yeah. I was hoping, and and the okay, I could have all of the GIF sets of her eye rolling the admiral. Yes. <laughs> like that could have been a movie, and I would have been very happy. <laughs> I, oh, eye rolling I, the admiral means something very different. Where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And well, then it was written and directed by Corbin Bernson, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I think he's Jewish, so you know, maybe there's like a secret <laughs> Jewish connection here. And and then I made my husband watch it, so you know, for the for the background information, yeah, I was raised Christian, and I converted to Judaism when I was 25. Oh. And he was raised Jewish, and so he's watching this with a completely different. So set he thinks of, everybody's Jewish, right? Well, he's like completely squicked out every time they talk about him with the capital H. Oh, he's kind of sure. like, oh, sure. yeah, it's pretty. Intense, and I'm just like, yeah. yeah okay. Whatever. And so they were like, oh, Corbin Burnson wrote it. And Adam's like, wait, maybe this is secretly J-Date, the movie. And I'm like, oh, that'd be so good. Nope. Again, disappointing. It'd be a great sequel, though. They do some, yeah, they like veer to like slightly off of the course throughout the throughout the movie and every time i'm always like what are you are you gonna go somewhere crazy with this and then like no nope nope no here is a great though better movie is if she tries christian mingle gets found out and then she tries j-date and pretends to be jewish and gets caught and then she tries farmers only and pretends to be a <laughs> farmer and gets caught yeah. <laughs> and then by then her online profiles merge so she's an orthodox jewish evangelical farmer uh, yes, who's also married, would- so she can be on ashley madison I would be watching that movie. <laughs> that and then she tries Scientology and is never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, what's your major compliment for Christian Mingle? Well, mine, I guess, I, I, I didn't realize until you said that the Corbin Burnson is, is the writer and director of this movie. Yeah, this is his which, passion so project. So he did like a Hitchcock by being the bike shop guy. Yep. Yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah, he's like this well, bike shop guy who's in one, one and a half. He's scenes. in, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's 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 definitely in a montage, and then he's in like a short conversation about his his life as a widower. So, and then there was that lighting that like lit just his cross. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, like it, like it was like communicating to her with like Morse Morse code I from think, the edge of of the horizon. I think something that I I, I guess I did genuinely enjoy about this because I was going to compliment him and also just like my memories of L.A. Law, which are super vague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just so many like oh I just like kind of remember like I I remember the song <laughs> like. And like all the saxophone in like the opening song of LA Law. So and like synthesizers. Every time, oh my gosh. So it's just it's ninety percent synthesizer and just like a drizzle of saxophone. <laughs> there might be a keytar, you never know. <laughs> That's true, actually. I think there is like a there might be an electric guitar solo. 
Anyway, clearly we should have watched Jelly Law. I'm so sorry, everyone. I would do it. Put me on it. I haven't seen it. I want to try. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm You've in. never seen L.A. Law? I haven't yet. Oh, man. It's really like the proto like show about lawyers, but yeah. also their lives. I do. Yeah. I like all of those. Oh, so I would good. like... Uh, I would like to see that. I would. I, I would love to know more about Corbin Burns and his this. How this came like as a good idea to him. How he thought well, sure. this was going to be all right. Because <laughs> how he thought this was going to be all right. <laughs> you know, who who saw this script and told you to go for it? Like I don't wh- know. I mean, also who saw who saw an enormous trash can and was like the single woman would have this in the center of her kitchen. <laughs> it's an Oscar the Grouch trash Oscar can. Oscar the Grouch yeah. should have come With out of no... that trash can holding her copy of Christianity for Dummies for like the sixth time and being With like, no "Girl, you're bag. not going to get rid of this." Yeah, there's maybe. no there's no trash bag, so that means she's carrying the whole trash can out to the curb every time. <laughs> At ChristianMingle.com, dating is different. It's actually fun. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast, mostly about bad books and movies. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter, at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith in, on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. You find the funny in everything, don't you? That's cute, Alex. <laughs> That's a weird comment. Yeah. Finding the funny in everything is not... like If you're like, look, you can't take anything seriously, I get that. But like, you yeah. find the funny in everything... Well, Ooh, right. This is like old. people who describe other people as artsy. Usually yeah. they're not very artistic. Yeah, that's probably true. Also joining us, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter, also in our Brooklyn studios. It's Tanya Smith. Oh, yes. Um, all of that. All of that was in Jesus' name. All, yeah. Just, yeah. The whole thing. Everything I said. Of course. Of course. Obviously. Man. Oh, so, okay. So many questions. Also this week, we have a very <laughs> special guest. She's the host of the smart podcast Trashy Books Show, which we've never mentioned before. But you've got a podcast. I totally do. Uh, oh, it's yeah. Sarah Wendell. Yay! Hello. Uh, you sorry. Go ahead. All of you, all of you have spunk. I just want you to know. Aww. <laughs> yeah, we do have spunk. Uh, tell us about your podcast because we've never actually. This seems like the thing to advertise. We never did, and you're on like t- episode two hundred something. Two hundred and eight, I think, is wow. is the one I just finished. Dang. Yes, it's all about romance and the women who read it and write it. And y'all, I'm going to interview Chuck Tingle this week. Heyo. Uh, of the Baltimore tingles? I don't know. I just no of pounded by the pound, pounded by the gay color changing dress, pounded by my butt and my book, pounded <laughs> by my butt. He is a self-publishing phenomenon of completely bizarre, short but highly consensual gay erotica. Ooh, and I'm wow! So I get to interview him. I'm so excited. What? I like, couldn't figure out w- those were all titles. <laughs> that just felt like a, those felt like a really tone poem. <laughs> So, for example, the book Pounded by the Pound, the subtitle is Turned Gay by the Socioeconomic Implications of Britain Leaving the European Union. Boom. So yes. That's, Holy uh, mackerel. That's someone who wrote, who wrote a Kindle single uh, about Brexit real fast. He, well, he able- has many Kimble- kid- Kindle singles, excuse me. I believe that his first one was Space Raptor Butt Invasion. Oh, that guy. But since I then have he's heard gone into uh, Feeling the Burn in My Butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite, and the one I gifted to my husband because I am the greatest spouse, <laughs> is Living Inside My Own Butt for Eight Years, Starting a Business and Turning a Profit Through Common Sense Reinvestment and Strategic Targeted Marketing. These titles amazing. are in case, incredible. In case you're wondering, by the way, about Space Raptor Butt Invasion, and the arc that he goes on there is also space raptor but redemption so he's got he's got a nice arc this is really shakespearean yeah he's quite amazing. the turn 
He's amazing. I get to interview him. I'm barely keeping myself together. Well, that's yeah. Other than, other than Tingle and, you know, other than Tingle and butt pounding, the podcast is all about romance and the women who read and write it. And it's really fun. Pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt by my book. All right. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah this, he's really awesome. into topical stuff. Leonardo DiCaprio finally wins his award and it pounds him in the butt. Oh, yes. And do you guys know who the rabid puppies and the sad puppies are? No. No, no. I feel like I've been asleep for years. (laughs) Well, now you are awakened by being pounded in the butt. Okay. (laughs) I definitely left that open. Yes, you did. You too can be oppressed in the butt by inclusive holiday coffee cups, too. (laughs) Wow. He is very very of the moment. Prolific. Uh, all right. Uh, so this is, uh, oh, I mean, not to brag, but this is episode number 351. Woohoo! Wow. We've now done this. That's so many. It's so many. We've now done as many episodes as the number of oil rigs currently drilling for oil in the U.S. Hmm. They're also pounding something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're pounding, they're pounding, pounding America the in the butt. Sweet Mother Gaia, we are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this movie could have done with more pounding. It wouldn't, wouldn't have hurt. Uh, well... Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, Bible thumping. Yeah. <laughs> gentle, gentle pats, really. We don't like to thump the Bible so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're chucking it in that trash can. <laughs> you know, it's funny. What I wrote already was, speaking of pumping dangerous poison. Uh, so this week we're talking about Christian Mingle. And uh, I didn't say thumping. I said pumping. But anyway, yeah. speaking of pumping, uh, a dry hole. That's what I should have said. Oh, this week we're talking on. about okay, move it Christian along, Mingle. Falcone. <laughs> move it along. <laughs> This is the 2014 movie, uh, straight to VOD movie that uh, was probably funded by the dating site. But anyway, this came out a couple years ago. It's on Netflix now. Tanya, why are we watching this? This is so you watched it a little while back. (laughs) Sure, sure. You hinted at a romance breakdown. Yeah, I had one of those. (laughs) Live to tell about it. So Um, what happened? Well, no, I just I had been seeking out um, good romantic comedies. It turns out there's like three and i already watched those Mm. as like a 12 year old so you know times are tough and um this just seemed so bizarre that i had to explore the territory (laughs) and i feel like this this movie goes such strange places like from the very beginning like i mean you don't you don't watch christian mingle the movie assuming that it will be devoid of of christianity or christian overtones but at the same time there was less mingling than i expected <laughs> yeah it's less less small talk and just like general like so what do you do it was like single and ready to be not single anymore single and just like so tired of the rat race <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but what I, what I think was so strange about this movie to me was just like this character's journey to faith is much longer than i expected it to be like yeah. I sort of, I thought she would get there sooner. Um, yeah. And then, very inefficient traveler. Super inefficient. <laughs> very meandering. Her journey to faith is a uh, family circus cartoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> weaving all around, taking yeah. the Candyland route. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, I guess it just it feels like it's it's questing after something a little bit more complex than just like first time at a church with a dude you like, and why don't you just get on board? Like, because I really felt like that might be the the deal. And well, then they're like, well, no. Yeah, there's more. this really weird thing where she is like, I would love you to teach. I would love it if you would teach me about your faith. I want to have this faith. I've bought the books. I'm trying. And he's like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Those are the worst Christians ever. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who reject that you're trying or the ones who are trying really hard by reading Christianity for Dummies? 
the ones who reject you for trying, like those people were all assholes. He, yeah. yeah. There yeah. was yeah, there were quite a few folks that I I didn't and I also didn't understand like it seems like part of like passing as a good Christian and based on the Christians that I've known like this doesn't this doesn't track for me is like being able to yeah. immediately identify any Bible passage is like a big part that was the only of thing they cared about proving your faith is like where yeah. did this come from I'm like it what, wasn't Ephesians when, you dirty whore when she <laughs> when she fails the quiz of the Bible in a foreign language yes yeah. yes yeah. And that's how they, they know of course they know yeah. they know. was the church that her parents go to like god gives a pop quiz like, is that the name of it yeah the church because of Jesus i learned Christ of the scantron this is yes, our- exactly I, I learned that if i'm ever going to go back to christianity i am straight up finding a church where the people have blue hair not like a blue rinse like legitimately teal hair yeah that's the church you want to go to yes like that i would have watched a whole movie about just that church i wanted to know so much more about that church me too the other thing is wait like, boogie I, church I, Oh yeah, boogie church. Yeah, I mean, bo- I'm sorry. I think you mean black person church? <laughs> well, no, there was pretty diverse on stage because there were these white people clapping really badly. Sure. Yes, there was one guy jamming with an overbite that was really unfortunate. Yeah. And actually, she also... starts clapping on the wrong beats, and then as she goes to church more, it gets better at clapping, and it's part That's, of her yeah. like conversion it's a real journey. Like, Listen, they also you... teach her about Motown. There's a whole part of this movie can that I, we did maybe, not get Maybe into. can we summarize that with yeah, the audience who hasn't seen the movie? Sorry, we're really getting into it yeah. already i just wanted to know why we were doing it uh so at first i want to let you know that if you have if you've gone on a weird journey into the depths of a genre and want us to watch your favorite version of it go to readdeathsleep.com sign up on the mailing list and you can sponsor an upcoming episode now chris yeah please summarize in the style of a personalityless man with really nice teeth oh he does have nice teeth yeah he's uh, designed from the teeth out that's how yeah. that guy was built his last name is wood yeah it mr is. wood yeah, yeah. Is, is acting wooden you betcha yeah <laughs> are his teeth wooden who knows Ooh, like yeah like Lincoln. um so i'm gonna summarize this i was talking with tanya before uh we recorded and i i think like some of the religious issues can confuse things so instead of talking about christianity i'm gonna substitute it with a different religion and and we're just gonna like you know go for it so yeah, that sounds like it'll real clear things up i can't wait to hear how this goes yeah so uh lacey chabert um is uh gretchen wieners from mean girls and mm-hmm. she is the, the daughter, the youngest daughter from the Lost in Space movie that very few people watched. But she is, she's 30-year-old, she lives in L.A., and she has a job in marketing or whatever. And she is just so tired of being single. Even her friend that she is kind of a friend of me with is getting married. And she's just, she's convinced that she needs something else in her life. She works, uh, oh, she works in a nautical uh, ad agency, which is weird. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and then, so she sees an ad on the TV for CrossFit Mingle. (laughs) And she decides. I get your joke. Yep. She decides that, you know, she sees everybody on that TV show and and everybody who does CrossFit seems so happy. And she she wants somebody that's going to make her feel happy like those people are happy. So she goes and she registers and she makes this up a This is a, a woman l- who works in advertising and she's like, the people in that commercial seem so happy. I need to buy this product. Yeah. Oddly gullible. <laughs> Oddly gullible. But she, uh, she goes on uh, CrossFit Mingle and she makes a profile for herself. And she takes a selfie and uh, you know, it asks how, how many times uh, or how frequently does she CrossFit. And she's like, every week. She goes to CrossFit every single week, and she's super devout. Which so the first person true. she meets is is Paul, and he is a uh, cut from the cookie cutter CrossFitter. 
He's uh, a white guy with with great teeth, and uh, he is a dork. And he, yeah. um, but not really in a fun way, just sort of a goober. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they really just hit it that, off. Like, I don't like sushi kind of way. Yeah, he's never tried sushi before, and he's 30 and lives in Los Angeles. That seems difficult. Um, yeah, but, or suspicious. Know, or suspicious. <laughs> is this man a robot? <laughs> yeah, is he a robot? Is he an alien? Uh, but he's so square, and he's so white bread, and, uh, but, you know, he assumes that they have a shared interest in CrossFit, and so uh, oh, he takes oh, her oh. to... And she loves that about him. Yeah, she loves what it. What she's been she... missing in her life is a really boring dude who she can push around. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he does take her to, uh, you know, like CrossFit manual study. And he takes her to CrossFit, you know, his CrossFit box. And, and you know, she sort of kind of passes. But his family is a little suspicious, specifically his mom. After, uh, you know, she leads the, I don't know, motivational chanting that happens before CrossFit uh, <laughs> at, at Steak and Cake. You know, it's clear that she doesn't really do this as often as she claims. Uh, but Paul, Paul really likes The other likes thing her. you know about Christian people is that they are, they, when they ask you to tell a prayer... Yeah. It is a test, and they are yeah, checking every word. They're, it's they're really a... waiting for you to say the right things at the right times. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't... Oof. If you're just yeah. enthusiastic and a believer, that's not enough for them. No. Yeah. Woof. Uh, so Paul, uh, Paul's family is actually going on a CrossFit mission trip down to Mexico uh, to help rebuild a, a box there. Uh, and put a bell on it, I guess. Uh, but he didn't tell uh, Gwyneth this because, or Lacey Chaber, uh, Gretchen Wieners, I don't, you know, girl. <laughs> he didn't tell girl this. <laughs> Let's just uh, call because, her for dummies. Yeah, uh, because he was nervous. But he left like the next day, and so she, um, well, she fucks up at work uh, pretty hard. Uh, there's a B plot about work, but it doesn't really matter. She just leaves for like a week to go to Mexico. Uh, but in Mexico, you know, they're crossfitting pretty intensely over there, and everybody finds out that she does not actually crossfit. Not yeah. even a little bit. Not even not a little even bit. At all. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Well, you know, except that she's trying really hard and wants to become a member of their gym. No, yeah. she's, she's doing box jumps. She's just like not, you know, she, it's not coming from the right place. Right. Yeah. You know, that's what physiologically. It is. It's, not, it's not the good enough kind. Yeah. yeah, her burpees She's not are unpacked. herself when she lands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she hasn't vomited in the bucket once. Yeah, she has a giant trash can. Yeah, <laughs> there's so, no garbage bag. Don't vomit in there. Yeah. You'll have to clean it. So Paul's hurt that she lied to him, and they break up. Uh, and then, but you know, uh, after the breakup, she still really feels like these people who CrossFit seem to be so happy, and she does want that happiness for herself apart from her relationship. So she decides to get to a personal relationship with CrossFit. And so she goes and she learns, she goes to black people CrossFit and she learns how to CrossFit to better well, maybe, music. Maybe it's hipster CrossFit. There is a, there's a guy with a headband. There, it yeah, is, that's it's true. multi-ethnic, but Motown based strip mall CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. She just the, sees a sign that says everybody's welcome. And so she goes in, which not even necessarily knowing it's a church. She just was yeah. like, I'm part of everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that means me. But she really does come around to, uh, you know, to kind of having uh, having some faith and, and, you know, being part of uh, CrossFit. She, she yells at the sky a couple times, which is what a personal relationship means. Yeah, with CrossFit. With CrossFit. <laughs> with burpees. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she actually winds up, you know, she talks with Paul again and she's like, hey, I mean, you know, well, I'm actually enthusiastic and I believe in this fitness program. And he's like, you know, you lied to me and I'm with my childhood best friend, Cal Cal now. And <laughs> Cal Cal. What a yeah. dumb bitch. Uh, uh, so she, okay. she quits her job in L.A. and she moves to Mexico where she works out with children in Serapes. 
And uh, at the very end, because it's the same place where the mission was, Paul comes back and he's like, you know what? I see that you are indeed happy with your fitness plan. Let's be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically and the movie. Fortunately, she's not had an independent thought or moved on at all since he broke up with her a year ago. Yeah, she hasn't been seeing anybody. And they have no plan of whether or not they're just going to stay in Mexico. Uh, but It's super unclear, but that's fine. Super unclear. Because they're yeah. going to kiss. And that's the movie Christian Mingle, except uh, with CrossFit. They're single and ready to, to mingle. Yeah. Or, or Chuck and ready to tingle. Single and ready to drag a tire up a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. They're He's on the roof. Put the kettle in her bell. And oh. ready to oh, oh, you should good that they're, they're trying to hang like... a kettlebell. Oh, oh, Chris. Chris. oh I missed Swing it. Swing and a miss. Damn it. Right there Chris, in front of you. I just let that pitch go right by. <laughs> your parody was shoddy at best. Ah. <laughs> Uh, awesome. All right. So let's do let's do some hates. I know, Tanya, you had a good time. Uh, I, I mean, not that you I? loved it, but you had it sounded like you had a good time. What did you? OK, well, I just was so entertained by all of the strangeness, like their yeah. opening conversation that they have on their first date is genuinely the most awkward. Th- I guess this is what it is. Every conversation is so wooden and so terrible. And everyone like has like, there are a lot of moments during each interaction where everyone is frowning and kind of like, this is so weird. Why is this happening? But then every conversation ends with, you know what? I really like you. Yes, yeah. This is and, the thing. And every time the answer should be why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what has like, happened that could what? possibly make you like this person? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? You're great. Like, I've had one sip of drip coffee in your presence. I think we should do this thing. <laughs> and you clearly, we have, we have nothing in common. And, <laughs> and we all don't she know liked, how to talk to each other. Oh, man. All she liked is that he wasn't currently hitting on someone else on his date, which is her one bad date story. Yeah. I mean, that is a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and he liked her because he says she's uncomplicated and a believer. Oh. Like, those, those were are, his requirements. And I was oh. really kind of thinking, is this like out. a Justin Bieber reference? But no, that's what he wanted. Uncomplicated <laughs> yeah. and a believer. And as a bonus, she's kind of funny. But in truth, she is neither. Yeah. For yeah. she Ooh. is both complicated and not a believer. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Yeah. So, it, and she likes that he's a bad judge of character. And she likes that he's simple, which is true. <laughs> no, he's yeah. quite but simple. uncomplicated is not a compliment, I don't think. No. Well, it depends on what you're looking for. But yeah. well, it's, it's the negging of a compliment. If somebody says you're, uncomplim- yeah. uncomplicated, you're uncomplicated or you know, you're not like other girls who are also crazy, that means the minute you step out of line, you're out. Oh, exactly. yeah. so You get complicated when you have like, you know, actual human feelings. Or curly right. hair. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, babe, when we first met, you were uncomplicated, but now your hair is so curly. I don't or think I can do this you, anymore. If you're currently engaged to the guy at the beginning of the movie, uh-oh. Sure, yeah. yeah. He's going to meet a girl who's not like other girls. That means you. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, I would like uh, I would like to do some hates though. So I I know you so you had some interest. You thought it was interesting. I it's felt like that weird. that thing in Game of Thrones where they put a rat in a bucket and put it on your stomach and then light a fire behind it and it burrows into you. That's how I felt. Oh, so you um, feel like this movie is now part of you? Well, I feel like this part <laughs> this movie is eating my stomach for its own survival. Uh, <laughs> I felt so awkward the whole time. It really hurt. Yeah. Uh, it's because uh, you're not a CrossFitter, are you? It's true. I am not. <laughs> I am, I am, whatever, uh, I'm not even yeah. healthy. I'm not even, like, I'm not even in the realm of CrossFit. I uh, guess, I mean. You're a Cheeto. Yes. <laughs> I am a Cheeto. This is CrossFit and I'm a Cheeto and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I picked up the book CrossFit for Cheetos and it didn't help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's something it, weird about, like, I yeah. am. <laughs> 
totally changing your personality, your value system, and what you believe because you saw a commercial. Yeah, especially when you're someone who's in ads. It, they, and they showed Christian Mingle ads like from start to finish three times. That's so true. they sure. just showed the whole ad on the television in the background. We saw a lot of Christian Mingle ads. And it didn't make me want to be part of it. I didn't think they seemed that happy. And like everybody, you know, it's like the, the ad for steak and cake is someone looking really happy. And the ad for like cigarettes is like, aren't we having a great time on this horse with cigarettes? Like people <laughs> look happy in ads. That's how it works. You know that. But there's a specific kind of emptiness that our that our girl Gwen was really experiencing, and she was going to be fulfilled by this promise, or she thought she was. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, no, none of it makes any sense. It's fine. None of her three girlfriends Probably, tried to talk her out of this. That how is, did she get them all on the phone at the same time? <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> they have a party line scene. They yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the directors saw that that was a thing back in the 80s. I know that those are th- those uh, are theoretically possible, but I have every time I've ever tried to call two people at the same time, it's hung up on the first person. <laughs> you know, Corbin Burnson definitely uh, peaked in the 80s, so I think this is this is yeah. probably his grasp on technology. Firm you mean as it bike ever mechanic, was. <laughs> Corbin yes. Burnson. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Here's um, a hate we noticed. Yeah, please. She's in too low of a gear whenever she's pedaling that bike. <laughs> she's pedaling <laughs> so much and going so slowly. Oh, what a specific bike-related compliment. That's going to come in handy later. Yeah. I like that she really admired the fact that she thought he was content and happy. And, realized, re- and really, he was just really dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, he was super content because... He was really very dim. Yeah. He's dim and gullible. He doesn't and malleable. He's never heard of sushi, well. but his favorite food is hot dogs with no, plain with nothing on them. That's what they go out for. Oh, on I the thought next no, you wanted chili. I thought I liked chili. He on said a that, dog. but if you look at the hot dogs they have, <laughs> there is no chili and no condiments whatsoever, and they just hold them. Oh, like a sociopath. Here's my theory about him. <laughs> That's the sociopath test. I think wooden teeth guy is a body snatching alien pretending to be human. <laughs> I. The movie is much more interesting if all of his gullibility is him, like, trying to process this and, like, trying... <laughs> is this what humans do? Like, watching him eat the sushi, I was like, yeah, this this is a person who doesn't need food to survive. Yeah, that the- sushi turned into, like, a cup and a half of cooked oatmeal really quickly. <laughs> like, he put one small piece of tuna in his mouth and chewed then forever. chewed as and though And his whole were mouth in, like, was full. His entire mouth was full of, like, several hot dogs. Like, I don't know how he did that, but it was, <laughs> it was intense. It's because he's not really human. He's just trying to look like us. Yeah, he's and already he synthesized this, it into Him and his alien flakes. family thinks this is how Christianity works. Mm. And they were like, we need a new breeding stock. And so we went onto the website, getahuman.com, which redirects to Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. <laughs> You're going to get some email. Well, oh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's through my, my email address, alex at getsomehuman.com. <laughs> yes. I wonder if getahuman.com is taken. Let's not do this because Chris nope. hates it. Oh, yep. it definitely is taken. Yeah, I'm sure it is. How about get some human? No, I don't want to play. Okay. Fair <laughs> uh, so this is really minor, but I think probably maybe it's because all of the major complaints are just so obvious that I can't even articulate them right now. But one thing that I really that really bothered me is that because uh, all the Mexican kids are pulling mules and one of them or both times that a mule goes walking by the camera. They fully a mule sound, yeah, like a hee haw. But you're looking at the mule's mouth, so, so you know that's not that mule. It's very clear he's not making a sound. His mouth does not move, and there's a like 
clear mule foley for no goddamn reason. <laughs> but Alex, if if every kid is pulling better. a mule, it's a scream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's way better. That is funny. Yeah. Here's a hate. Um, you know, I really, uh, I guess I expect a lot of my female protagonists in rom-coms these days mm-hmm. um but i i really think that uh gwyneth should have been better at her job she was like the lead pitchman oh, of this advertising oh. firm so true and uh and, oh i know, did like the one trusted for with the, the big for the blue bullet though yeah sure i We're mean gonna that shoot, was okay. shoot your head full of hair with a gun <laughs> but a pitch doesn't go well the first pitch doesn't go well so she retreats to her office and then decides it's time to run away to a foreign country for a week rather than get you know also the pitch like, didn't go well he gave her 15 minutes to prepare he was like We're, this is a surprise inspection you yeah. need to give me a pitch for this product today if it doesn't go well it's because you didn't fault. have time yeah. yeah well she also was spending her time reading christianity for dummy dummies and not coming up with a pitch it's four dummies how long could it take to read she's kind of a dummy it's at a dummy reading well then it's at her reading level yeah i know it's a lot of pages i, I have i have i have three hates little hates little tiny okay. hates. hates first it was incredibly subtle that she lived above a clock shop yes <laughs> okay first of all who has real estate that big in los angeles where all you do is fix really old clocks i don't think it was actually los angeles uh, I mean, but it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's I supposed just, to be. I want like I, this yeah. tiny, yeah. small enclave. She's a yeah. tiny woman in a huge apartment. It's crazy. It never seemed very Los Angeles Angelino to me, except it clearly is in like the Los Angeles area because that's where they filmed everything. Although Mexico, by the way, is in Santa Clara. Yeah. Um. So it's in Northern California. But uh, yeah, th- she's above a clock shop. Um. Time is yeah. running out. Time. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. It, the, and then there's this. <laughs> One she's above shot. a biological clock shop, is what she's I'm, doing. I'm sure that there was a like a cuckoo clock, and the things that swing were a pair of ovaries. Like just, <laughs> we need to slow down the yeah. the screen and like take some screenshots. There's totally an it's ovary not, clock not on that wall. And then there's the scene where she, he's eating a plain hot dog, and I don't know why um, Mr. Burnson set this up this way, but there is a shot of them inside from the outside with the logo of the hot dog shop and they are standing inside the plain wiener like they are standing in a wiener oh yeah <laughs> it's just like they're in a wiener with no chemistry what's i do um, um, i i almost hit pause just so i could look at it for a while yeah there is very little like there's no sexual chem or like physical chemistry with them at all which is why they're no. on opposite ends of the wiener yeah although those teeth man well, then, like, and then wait when he kisses her and her line directly after that is you're a meanie why is that i don't remember that why was she I just, to say weenie? I, somehow that just like drifted into my consciousness <laughs> like, but why did that even happen well, i yeah. think maybe because he was teasing her with that brief kiss oh well right because she's because she's not allowed to boat anymore now that she's religious i'm sorry now that she's that in crossfit that was- I don't I, that that like none of that was ever discussed at all whatsoever. I think oh. it was just they just were very, you know, the, just testing the waters, I guess. That reminds me. So you were talking about getting all the friends on the phone. and We got kind of sidetracked um, how she like called up all her friends and they had like a group chat about it. Um, yeah. When I was perusing Christian Mingle yesterday doing my research um, on their blog, there was a post about how you should have a, a, a dating team. Which Ugh. is like a, f- a group of friends and also your parents and also your pastor who will all have a say over whether or not you continue to date somebody. Whoa. And it was about the benefits of like outsourcing those decisions. There are a lot of outsourced decisions in this movie, but those friends are no good friends, man. 
they did not like they did not have any skepticism about what was going on they didn't interject they well just, they didn't even say like gosh i don't think that churches these days require you to wear nothing but beige yeah <laughs> and she like goes shopping for her church outfit so that she can dress like a beige grandmother to be in church and, and yeah it doesn't <laughs> go great it didn't yeah. go great yeah it did it not so go bad. great yeah and her four friends were the only the location of the only other person of color that's true yes yes yeah. Which, like, I understand very accurately reflects the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> one oh. Asian person. There's one Asian person. That's and her. one sassy black friend. Yes. That's oh, all you man. get. That's your allotment. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that bugged the hell out of me was that every time you were, you, that we were in Mexico, you heard mariachi music. Sure yeah, you did. Just, yeah. Like, it was just ambient yeah. mariachi. Yeah. And then it's in like the Japanese. Disneyland. They just pump it out yes. of the speakers on the light posts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. And then in the sushi restaurant, too. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it was Japanese yeah. music in the sushi restaurant, just in case you weren't aware. Just in case you weren't familiar with what they were going to be eating, that it's not American food. It's exotic. Listen, this is no steak and cake. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas anytime there was a forward progress of their relationship, which of course came in like millimeters, there was country music. Yeah. yeah. Well, like very, yeah, very soulful country with a lot of talking about being on your path and nobody getting in your way. Blisters on your feet. The yeah. light guiding you. And yeah, subtle. <laughs> uh, my theory about this movie, though, is that it's not an ad for Christian Mingle as like, hey, you guys should sign up. It's mm. a warning to people not to fuck with them. Oh. Like, the whole movie is from Christian Mingle, and the point of the movie is, if you're not a true believer, we'll catch you. Yeah, we'll catch you, and we'll convert you. Yeah, maybe eventually we'll convert you, and then you can come back to us, but in the meantime, it's like, if you're not really into, if you don't really love CrossFit, do not join our website. Yeah. Because it it made me think that everybody on the website was, like, trying to scam Christians, because they're so much fun, Uh, and that they were like, yeah, they were like, no, 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 we have these really awkward public religiosity tests, so christianmingle.com don't fuck with us we'll humiliate you internationally (laughs) in front of a burrow and then there's that one scene where you know they've they've met over coffee because she didn't delete his number because she's an idiot he's horrible Mm. delete his phone number already and so they meet for coffee and she has what can only be described as a come to jesus with him yeah she sure does but she like really she she like she kind of nails him right you're boring and it's all your fault (laughs) And you you only do what other people tell you to do. And you got mad at me because I was playing a role. And when do you get to be yourself? And he got all like mouth, pursy, lips pressing together, jaw flexing, <laughs> like covering up his wooden teeth, angry. And, he's, and then he tells her he'll p- pray for her. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was cold. And he like he says, like, I'll pray for you. But and then he just like runs away in his giant khaki pants. <laughs> 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 Snakes haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah, yeah. How much they hated. Welcome to the debut episode of Bikey Talkie, a new mini podcast from the Sesame Network. Bikey Talkie is brought to you by Amazon.com. Use that address whenever you buy stuff online, and a portion of the proceeds gets donated to us. Amazon.com. Definitely not a scam. Do you think it's against Amazon's terms and conditions? It probably is. Let's just, let's not look it up, just in case. Agreed. Amazon.com. Shopping is on there today. So, if this is your first time listening to the show, this is the part of the podcast where we do a mini unrelated show, uh, and today we're debuting our third ever sports podcast, Bikey Talkie. Bikey so Talkie! The tour de France just finished up. 
last weekend when you're listening to this or in our world five minutes ago. So I'm going to kick off the discussion uh, about um, one of the world's best unmotorized wheel sports and our panel of cycling experts are going to give their commentary so first up you guys chris Froome just won his third tour de france just mere minutes ago the first britain to ever do so what do you guys think of his performance this year i think it's pretty good for a guy who cheats and puts a motor in his bike oh <laughs> well that's interesting we'll talk about mechanical doping later but first let's focus on this do you uh, do you think his, pro- his his performance was too good to be unaided uh yes but since that's true of everybody in the tour de france he did it the you best. think you think everyone's got a, a motor interesting not everybody has a motor but uh you know you, cycling's you one of those like clean. we're we're yeah we're just gonna put your own blood that we've kept at thirty thousand feet back into your body i don't think right, they do that you know, anymore they do, yeah i don't know tanya do you think the sport's too dirty to ever enjoy i mean the thing that strikes me as being extra hard about the the tour is that you're hunched over the whole time and that's pretty real so yeah maybe it's terrible on your back it seems really hard it seems like a guys. bad way to see the sights and <laughs> up and down hills yeah i don't know i it's, it's it all seems very stressful and i guess it's just hard to it's hard to know um where to where to come down on on doping if everybody is secretly doping do you just cancel biking i don't think people are doping anymore really but um, are you sure <laughs> yes yes what I kind of fairyland are you living in? <laughs> Can we live there? Uh, the s- <laughs> the you just is- decided everyone's clean. Yeah, it's no, it's cleaned up a lot. They've done a lot of work on it, and I think it is. I think this is a pretty clean Tour de France for sure. Have I got a Samantha B segment for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, John Oliver. I'm mixing people together. It's fine. I, I, They're I totally watched, the same. I've watched that segment. <laughs> I know. I, I think. I think cycling is much cleaner now. I'm not. I'm not super concerned. Yeah, you're about probably it. right. Uh, Sarah, uh, I want to start you on question number two. So back on stage 12, as you guys obviously remember, Chris from the eventual winner, crashed into a camera motorcycle that had stopped suddenly, and he ended up jogging in his cleats the last few kilometers of the race up a hill before a replacement bike could be brought to him. So do you think the fans are getting too close to the race, that they're causing this kind of disruption? I think that the only true way to tell if someone is doping is to sniff them. <laughs> and so if you're going to get close enough to get a good whiff... You, and you're a true fan. You have to be close enough to hit them with your face. <laughs> uh, I think that's an interesting, really? interesting theory. Yeah, that could they're be not it. passing the sniff test if you're 12 feet away. But, sorry, 12 <laughs> meters away. Yes, however, much better. Yeah. France. Yeah, with those headwinds. But you're saying <laughs> it was a. You're saying it was a camera motorcycle so, so wasn't uh, that something associated with the coverage of the tour it was the coverage of the tour but the motorcycle stopped because fans were getting in its way yeah. uh, so fans who line up along the side of the race like they push in so that they can get in front of the race the cyclists and then pull the flag away like a bull racer or so, bull, oh. uh, yeah anyway. like a matador the yeah, matador they get real close and so bull they got racer. they got real uh close they they forced the motorcycle to stop uh and and then chris from another rider crashed into the back of it and because they're riding on bikes that are made out of wishes, it just like folded up and then he, he had no bike anymore. <laughs> and so he had to jog. Because they have to be super duper lightweight. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's just all these doped up people riding pieces of paper through the French countryside, crashing into things. That's yeah, weird. It's nice. I, it, you would think I'm not even a commentator on bike sports is what you would think <laughs> based on my comments. All right. Well, Chris, I want you to start us off in this last question then. So you, you don't think that the, the drugs are gone, but you do think mechanical doping is real? 
Oh, absolutely. I've, uh, you know, cyclists get caught with uh, weird little uh, motors in, inside the frame of their bikes or, you There's know, inside the pedals. Only been one instance where a, a racer has ever been caught with a motor on their Has bike. ever been only caught. One. But True. I treat this like letters to NPR. If there's one that was <laughs> red, there's got to be at least 20 that are out there that are looking for every every tip of the iceberg. Advantage. Oh, yeah. To say nothing of the guys who've got a motor in their bike seat. hey Sure. Yeah, Wait, that, that ass don't for quit. Mm. That's right. So, so Sarah, do you think that uh, uh, that that the tour's um, use of a heat gun to try to see if there were motors on bikes while they were racing, you don't think that was effective? Probably not. Okay. But then again, you're you're talking about a popula- a population of people who are so skilled at getting around regulations that they have probably already iced bath themselves and been replaced by you know <laughs> cyborgs, so that the heat gun just is all the same temperature and what it picks up. <laughs> I think they're pointing at the bike and not the person, but I get where you're going. Uh, Tanya, so to close this out, you think, uh, this, do you think the sport will ever recover then from the accusations of the 90s? Or do you think forever riding what? through the beautiful French countryside is doomed? Why are you, <clears throat> why are you singling out the 90s as the time for accusations? I, feel I get like through a the lot- 2000s. I, yeah, but the- <laughs> like, they're, so, they're in the deep past. Remember way back in the day. You know, back when Lance had two testicles. I just... Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Um, you know the way they sit on those seats uh, testicles might just get in the way it's true um, huh a- anyway Tony, we do you understand th- biking well all of us <laughs> I watched the entire tour this year so I do understand a little bit of it you watched uh, the whole thing well uh, all of the li- all of the coverage which usually sometimes would leave off the first hundred kilometers in a day so it was like three hours a day instead of five but I watched all of the available ITV coverage wow, wow dude you have some time. Well, I put on the background <laughs> while I'm working. It's the it's a great sport to watch because it's just really soothing helicopter shots of the French countryside. Huh. It's mm. just incredible. It's really yeah. nice. I like that it's also restored your faith in in clean athletics. Just from listening to the commentators for whatever sixty hours now, it just it did seem <laughs> like they are not con- that it does not seem like that's a huge concern. When we get back to the other podcast, can you grade this movie on that curve? <laughs> <laughs> if there have been more sweeping helicopter shots, I might have liked it. <laughs> anyway, that's it for Bikey Talkie. Brought to you by Amazon.com. Trine is on it, now and is on. Open Sesame! All right, you guys. Uh, so it's time for our, our final segment, Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Round. So lightning bonus round is our mini game question segment, and I have a bunch of questions for you. But first, I want to start with the question that Sarah asked us up at the top. Is this the worst? So Tanya, obviously, you don't think it's the worst thing we've watched. Chris, you said very quickly it's not the worst thing we've watched. Not at all. I, could, what, I mean, what's the worst half thing of the watched? Nick Cage movies we've watched in the past have been worse than this. Oh. See, I think those are enjoyably yeah, bad. This just wasn't enjoyable. It was just bad. This hurt me like a rat burrowing through my body. I do not feel that way on Nick Cage movies. They're like, huh, these are Did dumb. Did give you the Trotskys? <laughs> Trotskys? Yes, the father leans in and says to her, oh, I have medicine for the Trotskys. He yeah. sure did say what that. What does that mean? It means you're in Mexico. You might get diarrhea. Oh, that was a cute... Oh, okay. He's also the one who calls chocolate Choco Latte. I don't know if I trust this guy. Yeah. I thought that was like a cake style. But he's wood doing good or something. Oh. Yeah, yeah, door by door, they uh, we'll serve petit fours. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of my old, my old car registration in New Jersey that said restore the shore. <laughs> it's like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hush, Just because it's rhyme, rhymes you doesn't make it true. <laughs> yeah. do you, so, Sarah, do you think it's the worst thing you've ever watched? 
Oh, it's up there. Yeah. Because it, it was it was it wasn't enjoyably bad. Like good and bad because you know I review things like yeah. as a job. Yeah. Good and bad. And I'm constantly explaining this to authors. Is not a line. It's not a line with good and bad at opposite ends. It's actually a quadrant because oh. there's good and bad, and then there's enjoyable and unenjoyable. Yeah. And I love deeply many a bad but enjoyable thing. Like totally. the Millionaire Playboy Sheik's Virgin Stable Girl is yeah. a great bad book because wow. it's crazy. Oh, you should read it, Tanya. Your your heart will explode. <laughs> I feel with excited joy. about this. <laughs> he calls her his little lizard. It's amazing. Oh so anyway, that book that book is enjoyably bad. Yeah. Right? This was this was bad but not enjoyable. It was just it was boring. Like they had no chemistry. They yeah. shouldn't be together. They They're shouldn't. actually oh, bad for, for sure each not. other. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone who's held up as a Christian that you spend the most time with is, is a piece demonstrating Christianity. They're horrible yeah, human that's a good beings. Point. Yeah, but most of all, Tanya, this has screwed up my Netflix queue. <laughs> <laughs> I am getting recommended the most messed up you, movies. I mean, Tanya watched it twice. What do you think camp. it's done for her? Oh my gosh. What does your Netflix queue look like right now? Well, I, I choose my own choices. So Netflix's algorithm can usually just buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> And also I mean, she'll watch like, it. She'll just watch it. Whatever it is. Debbie Makehomer movies and anything oh. having to do with Christmas and Christmas with the cranks. I mean, I've got okay, this messed well, up sequence listen, here. I've I've been I've been guilty of watching some Christmas romances before. So I think the the point of this Including whole... my favorite one, uh, Chris and Ready to Kringle. <laughs> no. strong disagree i guess everyone who knows about this secret wealth of amazing rom-coms that are not degrading and horrifying should just let me know what they are because i feel like i've reached the end of the road here people and this is what Mm. this is the result this is the dead this end at the end of the road. what happens when you run out of ideas of movies to watch. It's true. There are no more good rom-coms. Well, yes. so let's, We're very sad. Assuming yeah. that that's true, let's play game number two. Let's, let's pitch movie plots for other websites. So I want to... I, I, like, I like the idea of a woman who tries to fit in with all the dating sites. That'd be a fun movie. But if you had okay. to stick to one, like what does the Farmers Only movie look like? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, Boy from the City. Uh, wants some some rustic romance. So on his like, you know, his fire escape, he plants you know a, a number of crops to try to impress people on farmers only. Mm. And he goes on dates, but then they want to see his farm. And he goes, "Oh no, it's far away." And they go, "Everything's far away. Take me there." And he takes him <laughs> to like the middle of the city. And they go, "Oh, you're a city boy. You're not a farmer." And he's like, "I know, but I just love your folksy wisdom." And they're like, "Okay, let's make out." <laughs> Weird. No, I think it'd be more like a secret billionaire story. Ooh. Like you meet this girl, meets this guy in a bar, and he's you know really kind of boring. But then somebody tries to come on to her who doesn't take no for an answer, and he very subtly helps her out without completely demeaning her, which is like so totally hot. And then you know takes her out for breakfast because it's three in the morning, and that's what you do. And then you know disappears, and she can't find him, and he's nowhere to be found. And then finally she sees a picture of him, and he's like the tenth largest landowner in the United States because he owns all the farms. Yes, yeah. I am here for this a thousand yes. percent. I don't know. This game might be over. You're too good at it. <laughs> I, I think we found no, an tell answer. Tell me more. More story time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This game is called Sarah Knows Plots Better Than Anybody. All right, Sarah. This game is called Tanya is Dazzled. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to dazzle her again. Uh, let's hear about what um, silversingles.com is. Ooh! Oh no, that's a great. That those are those are like the the oldsters that that yeah. find love again. It's Last Tango in Halifax made real into a movie. <laughs> yes! Oh, so good. So 
what I love about SilverSingles.com is that the there's like a a little box. It's like if you are having trouble, contact our customer care team, and the customer care representatives are also old, so they make you feel good. Okay, this is what I want though. I want it to be like Gladys, this like older lady who is, you know, she's lonely in her retirement community and there really just isn't anyone that like that suits her and she was, you know, sort of hoping to find companionship after her, you know, however many years separate from her her departed husband. <laughs> and then her gay nephew comes to visit and signs her up for Ooh. silver singles. I know. I, I like the idea of him filling in her profile and like rolling his eyes and like punching up her answers to Doing all the questions. Doing a great questions. job. Yeah. Yes. And then it's all true because he doesn't know her. Yes. 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 Exactly. And then he goes, she goes on, she goes on a date at like a Starbucks or something and she's very overwhelmed and terrified. But then this like delightful and like super calm. But just by the like, menu and the, the being outside. Although, you know, oh, oh, the gentleman shows up and he there's something kind of off about something like some something about his face is like not quite right. And ultimately, it is revealed that he is actually too young to be on Silver Singles, but he's been dressing <laughs> up as an old dude. Silversingles.com. Don't fuck with us. But he's in love with Gladys yeah. now. And so they must be together. Oh, <laughs> and she obviously, he teams up with her nephew to like make the perfect like um, romantic gesture that wins her over in the end. So instead of like May December romance, it's like October December. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's he's forty five. Yeah, it's fine. He's forty five, but he really loves jazz. But he'd be so happy if he were only sixty five. Oh yeah, he's he he's 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 like you. He's all got old hobbies. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. He likes to knit while listening to NPR. No, I uh, no, that's not I, true. I liked to cross stitch while listening to detective stories on tape. Please. Hey, me too. Oh, so good. Man, I wish this I episode. Miss being nine. I... Tanya, have you watched Miss Fisher's Mysteries? Oh, of course I have. Okay, I was going to say because <gasps> you didn't know, I would feel terrible. Oh no, no, I've, 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 I've been, I've been there a oh, lot. Oh, oh, the best, the best. So good. Friday. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you guys. I just want you to continue. <laughs> Can I just tell you guys for Silver Singles? I have a true story for that one. Oh, oh shit! So ripped from my, the headlines? <laughs> no, not really. Just ripped from the ripped from the eulogy that I was listening to. Oh no! So my husband's grandmother That's died too on the thirteenth. No, oh. no, no. She was 99. Okay. She lived an extraordinarily long life. Thank you for and your And she was widowed for the last 38 years of her life. Oh. Her husband died quite young. And so she moved to Florida because that's the law when you're older and mm-hmm. Jewish. You yep. moved to Flor- Florida. It's not Florida. It's Florida. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to the eulogy and there was things in there that I did not know. Like, for example, um, this was before you had like cell phones and no one could ever get a hold of her because she was the social director for the condo. She had one boyfriend who she saw during the week and then she had another boyfriend that she saw what? on the weekends and she had to keep them from meeting each other despite the fact that they lived in the same retirement what? community. What? <laughs> I am listening to this like, are you serious? She went to, with one of them to the four o'clock dinner seating and one to the 530. Oh, well, there was, no. you know, one guy was a jeweler. She saw him during the week. And then on the weekend, there was the cantor. So she'd go to synagogue with him and he'd sing. And it was like a private concert every weekend, I guess. But yeah, wow. she had to keep them from finding out about each other. He it was, was her amazing. private cantor. Yes. Which would be a really good dating site, by the way. <laughs> Privatecantor.com. Uh, <laughs> Hold me right. closer, private cantor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. All right, lightning bonus round. I 
Uh, next up, I want to play, I, probably last, so we can keep this moving. I want to play one game. I want to play Christian Mingle Facts. So I'm oh going to read you guys uh, a statement, and you're going to tell me if these are true or false about the website ChristianMingle.com. Number one, true or false, men are not allowed to be shirtless in their profile photos because it is too sexually suggestive. True. true. 100% true. All photos are approved by staff, so they can guarantee you no shirtless men. Oh. Number two. Now, what, what do the staff do with the shirtless ones that are submitted? Keep like them. Keep them. I think you get a, you get a, you get a polite but firmly worded email suggesting that you, you don a shirt and try a game. <laughs> Question number two. If you can't figure out how to upload a photo, you can just mail it to them and they'll do it for you. Uh, false. No. False? I think True. True. Absolutely true. Uh, <gasps> be, sure to, be sure to write your member ID and username on the back. Username, oh, password, you bank. You can just mail them Social security photo. number. Uh, also, okay, question number three. When you sign up, you're asked to specify gender preference, whether you're looking for casual or serious relationships, and whether or not you want kids. False. False. That is false. Obviously, it's heteros only. That is Yay. ridiculous. Although, there was just a lawsuit at the beginning of July that, uh, from uh, a gay gentleman in Los Angeles, and he won, and so now they're going to be required to have same-sex options on ChristianMingle.com. But for now, way, Just to clarify, my yay was because I was right, not because heteros only <laughs> makes me say yay. Totally. Uh, you do have to choose whether or not you want kids, but what you say is, I have kids and want more. I don't have kids and want some. I have kids, but that's enough. Like there's not <laughs> kids and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, or I have kids, but I'm well, I'm like interested in your kids. It's just very, there's a lot of kids Whoa. options. Um, I have kids. I would not that, date that guy. <laughs> uh, question number four. Uh, uh, can I specify that I only want to be matched with certain ethnicities? Ethnicities. Um, uh, no, I'm going to say no on that one. Oh, I'm going to say, yeah, but I'm sad. All right, directly from the FAQs. Of course, there's an option for you to, in your match preferences that allows you to set your ethnic preferences, but headers only. Um, also, oh. if you are interested, so racist, yes, yes, for sure. No, yes, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, amazing. Um, can you request a sassy back black best friend? You probably, <laughs> who is Christian? Probably can. Although, Secretly. if you want, you might go to one of the other websites <laughs> owned by the same people. So, Christian Mingle also owns SilverSingles.com, BlackSingles.com, and CatholicMingle.com. So, <laughs> even though there's only one other race option, like you're either black or white, and then the rest of you just get out of the way. <laughs> uh, question five. Are Mormons allowed? Yes. No. Oh, I don't know. Yes. It is not specifically disallowed, but when you're choosing your... There is an other, but it is not listed as one of the brands of Christianity that you can select. Oh, wow. There are like 42 brand, like flavors of Christian, and Mormon is not on there. Here's my guess as to why that is. If you are Mormon and you want to marry someone who is not a Mormon in good standing, you are out. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, and that's a bigger decision than like a website should make for you. Yeah. Right? Ooh, let's yes. see mormonmingle.com. Uh, Mormons oh. are extremely tech savvy. I'm sure they have their own Facebook. LDS, yeah. LDSmingle.com. That's I was close. Yeah, they've got their own area for what they choose to do with yeah, women. I was invited to a Mormon wedding once and I was only invited to the reception. Yeah, you can't go to the part in the temple. You can't go to the wedding. Yeah, of you can't not. go in the temple. 
Yeah. I live right near the temple, you guys. It's like Jesus Disneyland. But if you it's a, <laughs> if yeah, you would like they are, they are quite monumental, all you, of those. You are able to Google uh what the ceremony is like though, and there are, are former Mormons who are disappointed by it and they'll describe it in detail oh, and no. it's kind of fun. <laughs> You thought we were going to be naked and there was going to be a keg. Well, there was coffee. No, I didn't even have coffee. There was was just no keg, but uh, the other part maybe. Uh, Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. If you have questions for us or games you want to play, uh, go to read-weep.com or Facebook or Twitter or mailing list, whatever you want. Send us a... Send us an email, let us know, uh, and we'll work it into next week's segment if we can. Now, to close things out, minor compliment. We're going in reverse order. So, Tanya, you're up first. What is the last nice thing you're going to say to us about Christian Mingle? The hmm. movie, not the website. I guess I, you know, I, I, have, I have very few, like, like super negative feelings toward devout folks. Um, and I just sort of assume that more often than not, like your average person that you run into is going to have some level of faith. And so it sort of surprised and delighted me every time she found out someone was Christian and was completely shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single time, like her bike guy with the, like with the cross, like, and clearly she's been taking her broke ass bike to him all the time for He's many years. He's terrible at fixing bikes. Terrible at fixing bikes because it never works. But she's, you know, suddenly she sees, like once she started reading Christianity for Dummies, she sees with fresh eyes that his cross is like unsubtly glowing on his t-shirt. Um, and her and her sassy black best work friend also, who was finally like, you know, here's Oprah? the Bible verse. And she was like, you? You too? Uh, I just, I don't know. There was something about that like childlike wonder every time somebody was like, by the way, I also am a Christian that was really entertaining to me. She, uh, it's so offensive that she literally calls her sassy friend Oprah, right? That's not cool. Yeah, that's super not cool. Wait, when did she do that? At the beginning, early on. Oh, uh, no. Her friend says something sassy and she was like, thanks, Oprah. And the lady was like, don't call me Oprah. That's racist. She didn't say that. And racist, then, they just, but it then it was just clear. tense for a long time. She's like, yeah. I, I have lots of black friends. Yeah, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> uh, Chris, what's your minor compliment? Uh, my minor compliment uh, is for uh, niche dating sites in general. Uh, I think it's a great way for people with a particular, uh, I don't know, passion or, or something about themselves they want to see in other people to meet up I asked the uh, fans on social media or the listeners on and, and heard it back about some really fun sites I mean we already talked about Farmers Only and there's also uh, uh, some other ones uh, the best one I thought was there's AmishCrush.com. Oh, and there's also which is weird. <laughs> how does that work? Exa- they don't use does, the internet. Exactly, <laughs> that's my favorite. Is it just brand. Mennonites? I think is it's it just, just, or I, is it just people posting pictures of Amish people that they have crushes? <laughs> I don't know. There's also ClownPassions.com. That oh, was not real. Well, that that gives me nightmares. <laughs> yeah. So okay, uh, first of all, looking at the pictures on AmishCrush.com, they're not real. And second of all, I'm super disappointed. This isn't a soda. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really good. It's just water. Alex. Amish crush. <laughs> yeah, Amish crush. It's just bottled water. Uh, click here to view new Amish members with pictures. No, I don't think that's real. Then are they, are they Mennonite or are they cosplay? Because they're not real. Amish. None of these look even. Well, that guy yeah. looks kind of Amish. It'd be amazing if you click it's through like, and it just plays the movie Witness for you. I was going to say it's like forty-three <laughs> stills of Harrison Ford, isn't it? Yeah. So those were from Ryan and uh, let's see. Marjorie also wrote in, and uh, there was a real. Uh, data, dating site that uh, basically 
totally broke apart because two groups had different opinions about the 1936 Spanish Civil War, <laughs> and they, uh, they started a, a flame war and basically cr- brought down the site. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's great. It's yeah. fun to learn about how big the wider world is. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, two real quick minor compliments. Number one, the German title is Single Young Looking, colon, Mouse Click to Happiness. Weird. Okay. Is that uh, all one German word? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Uh, I like Mouse Click to Happiness. It's a great title. Uh, yeah. And second, uh, fun fact. So Mexico was filmed at the Diamond V Movie Ranch in Santa Clara. And I was of looking at its it website. And its website says it can be a hometown, a ghost town, post-apocalyptic town, wilderness area, 50s diner, biker bar, rustic gas station, sheriff's office with jail. So that is a flexible town. And I like that yeah, about it. Yeah, that's great. Way to go, Santa Clara. And right there next to the new stadium. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, It could be Mexico. The sheriff's office comes with its own jail. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. Uh, Awesome. All right. Uh, That leaves you, Sarah. What is your minor compliment for Christian Mingle? Well, at the end of the movie, when she gives up her horrible, deceitful job in advertising, yeah. um, <laughs> wasn't she like a vice president yeah. like, that she worked really hard for yeah. up until she whiffed that pitch, we clearly had a lot of respect and had a big old office and yeah. everyone said hello to her? Also, like, I'm she- sorry to interrupt you, Sarah, but also her reason for leaving was because she had to lie about this, uh, whether or not this thing actually cured baldness. Yeah. But he just walked in and was like, I have a new drug that helps cure baldness. And she was like, no, you don't. That is a lie. And she never... Yeah, she there was no testing. Clinicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't ask for anything. She just immediately... Except for the part where John O'Hurley shaved his head and then let it grow back and took another picture. I just assumed they photoshopped him a, a nice bald head. <laughs> <laughs> was that Corbin Bernson's head? That was Corbin Bernson's head. Oh, that'd be head. hilarious. <laughs> that was such an amazing... The fact that he brought an after photo, even though he was the after, was yeah. so funny to me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, sir. So, continue. No, you're totally right. Um, so, you know, she, she quits her horrible, deceitful, unchristian advertising job or whatever the hell and becomes a teacher with, you know, all sure. of zero qualifications yeah. because that's the noble thing she's always wanted people to do. People in Mexico are just begging for dumb white people to come down and hang out. Oh, yes, of course. And, and, it, and there's nothing that makes me more joyful as a speaker of Spanish that, you know, you have someone who comes to a country and then lectures people for speaking to you in Spanish. Uh, like, yeah, dude. Yeah. But also, like so, what this movie was really missing up to that point was like a good dose of white savior. Yes, it was really very because they all stood around and stared at the bell. That was not enough white savior. <laughs> yeah. My favorite Wait, part. So, Sarah, the, there's a compliment here. Yes, there is because I don't know if you noticed, but once she became the teacher, yeah, there was a swing set right out front of the school in front of the wall Mm. so that if you use the swing set you get a concussion because it's literally (laughs) right in front of the school but damned if she didn't bring them a playground to be fair that playground could also be a rustic gas station or a biker tavern All right, that's it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Wet Month. Wet Month begins. It's the return of Wet Month, you guys. It's been a a year since our last Wet Month, and it was a huge success. So next week, we're starting out again our second annual Wet Month with Cloud Atlas. 
Yeah. Uh, the movie. So, because clouds is, are just moisture. This is sponsored by longtime friend of the show, Mark, who says, quote, Cloud Atlas was an incredible book, but I cannot decide if this movie is a travesty or the best effort that could be made to tell such a complex story. Well, Mark, we will decide for you once and for all. Yeah. That, we haven't read the book. Oh, I guess that does change it. Yeah, we have not. I don't know if that helps or hurts. Uh, but that's what we're working on. Tanya, have you read the book? I have not. You're a reader, so I was just guessing if anyone yeah, had it. Yeah, no, you. this one I, I, I did miss. But now now I feel like we are uniquely unqualified to do this thing. Hey, hey no we refunds. Never, we never said we're qualified <laughs> for anything. Yeah, un- no refunds. Remember when we were bike experts a while ago? Yeah. I remember when I biffed that so hard? <laughs> just like a bike would. Anyway, um, yeah, so thanks, Mark. We're, we're looking forward to it. And I'm so excited about Wet Month. And Sarah, we're going to have you back again later for a sequel to Wet Month from last year. So... That's going to be so fun. Um, oh, uh, I got to do a quick correction segment. Not a corrections entirely, but I just want to uh, bring in this conversation. So, Chris, I think you're yeah. the only one who will remember. Last week, we were playing Name That Sandwich. Okay. And I gave... Uh, I was No one could guess the Chip Buddy, the right. sandwich which I said came From with the UK roll. that has potato chips. Not potato chips, fries, but oh, chips. Oh, fries. fries. So, could fries... Could have done this, could have done this. You could have. If I said a roll, fries, and brown sauce, would you have guessed Chip Buddy? You know, there's a chance I would have, yeah. I believe it. The problem is uh, not everybody likes it with brown sauce. I was just going by the internet. Wikipedia said it had brown sauce. Um, but at Magic Darts says, I'm aware this is a dangerously sweeping statement, but nobody has brown sauce on a chip buddy. Ketchup, yes. Salt and vinegar, yes. Gravy or curry sauce, oh my. Brown sauce just doesn't seem right. Which, all this is very casual about the fact the existence of something just called brown sauce, which is gross sounding. HP. Ooh. Yeah, right. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, at Bromer's 1961 is uh, one of two people who wrote in to tell us that he does, in fact, have uh, brown sauce on chips. Uh, says, quote, I must be an, a nobody because Friday's chip day and I literally just had a chip buddy with HP sauce. So, Oh, Friday's chip day. I love Friday being chip day. Um, oh, actually, just sorry. And, and uh, Ms. Tick 68 says, uh, I'm so far south, I'm practically French, so I have mayo on my chips, but salt and vinegar only on a buddy. So... It's controversial, you guys. I'm not going to issue a full correction, uh, but I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry, Wikipedia led, led me to believe it was all yeah. brown sauce. And You claimed more... it was fact, and the truth is, it's iffy. Well, it certainly was not a not, not a chip buddy. It wasn't yeah, like you put brown sauce on it, and now it's a croque madame. Yeah. It was like <laughs> some people don't like ketchup on their hot dogs because they're wrong. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, so that's just a little update to the sandwich controversy that continues to rage on Twitter always. Um, it's like that fire in the coal mine in the in Pennsylvania. It's just going to be running forever. People arguing about sandwiches on Twitter. Uh, all right, and uh, so that's it for us uh, at C. Walter Smith. Thank uh-huh. you so much at yeah. the Tanya Best. Doodly do. And so, smart bitches, trashy books, Sarah. Uh, we can get pod- the podcast and reviews of books and so much more stuff. And definitely go check out uh, the podcast, Smart Podcasts, uh, Trashy Books. Right. Yes. Uh, that is where you can hear Chuck ready to tingle. That is r- I am so excited about this. I cannot even. <laughs> you are you are ready to tingle as well. So that's coming up soon on that podcast. So definitely check it out. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Oh, it is always a pleasure to hang out with you guys, and even screwing up my Netflix queue is worth, <laughs> it. worth the oh. the joy of this. I'm so glad you are always a delight, and uh, we'll talk to you again during wet month. You guys get ready to get wet and stay wet. Woo! Whew. All right, we're out. Bye. Psh.